Hey everyone out there in the CBC universe, welcome to another episode of Comic Book Characters. Why are we still here? Just to suffer? I'm your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred. And I'm Chris. Just cancel the NBA season, Gossetus. Comic stuff! Man, that... Your little... Your intro this week is so... Uh, relevant. I mean, that's... Yeah. Th- these aren't chosen all willy-nilly, man. Come on. They're, uh, they're, they're not sequiturs, but I, I think they sequit pretty often. They do. They sequitur very well. Um... Yeah, you know, it's interesting. This is going to be the uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War review episode. And, you know, should we, should they be releasing entertainment that is dire and bleak (laughs) and of the time? Like, we're already living in Apocalypse War. Do we, Mm. do we need our animated entertainment to also reflect that? Oh, man. Art is a mirror. There you go. Oh, there. Have you seen that that Black Mirror thing? Which one? The season uh, six or whatever. Their little their viral ads. Oh no, I haven't. There, I only I've only seen one picture of it. I don't even know if it's real. I think it's real, but is it just Childish Gambino kind of dancing back and forth? Fuck. No, it's um. What it is is it's like a bus stop or like a subway, uh, entrance like uh. bench. And, you know, normally where they put, like, the movie posters or whatever there. Yeah. It says, um, you're, uh, you're starring in the new season of Black Mirror. And it's Man. just like a mirror. Man. Like, the <laughs> metaphor was, like, already kind of blatant. But come on, motherfuckers. You ain't got to do this like that. <laughs> like, uh, we know. <laughs> what? Wild- gestures wildly to everything. <laughs> Or broadly, gestures broadly to everything. Um, how you no, doing, man? I'm I'm doing great. Uh, Sounds like you're doing Spurs, great. Uh, which oh. have no good options in this new uh, playoff. Oh, I, there's one good option. It's let Lonnie Walker eat. <laughs> let him eat. Um, this is the, this is a non sequitur. This is an adjacent thing. It has nothing to do with comic books, but let's we're already here, so. Um, yeah, Lonnie Walker, speaking of, though, you know, he's the guy with the pineapple hair. Everyone says with the pineapple hair, he's got the crazy hair. But he actually cut it, and then he, he wrote this thing where he said that the reason he had his hair the way he had it was because it gave him some sense of contro- control. Uh-huh. That he was sexually abused as a child, which is terrible. So uh, keep, keep the light tone of today's podcast. Sure. Right. Sure, uh, but I, you know, I just think it's very, it's very unique and very brave of him to, to really throw that out there, and um, it's 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 helped a lot of people connect to um, programs and services that maybe have also suffered similar situations. He's really brought a light to it, so I just want to give props to Lonnie Walker. Shouts to Lonnie Walker the fourth. Uh, what did you nickname him? The drip, right? He's the he's the IV drip. Yeah, he's yeah. he's uh, doing enough just to keep us alive. Yeah, well, he's gonna have his uh, his work cut out for him in the playoffs. We already <laughs> don't have Lamarcus Aldridge, so uh, I I say that whatever game's going on, like uh, for the halftime interview with Pop, like yeah. he instead of doing his usual like three or four words, yeah. he says to whoever, uh, yeah. he goes on a fucking tirade. 
every day. Just the, just the BLM or like yeah, the anti Trump. This is really why we're here, so I can have some mic time. <laughs> this is the only reason I agreed to do this. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. we would have sat home every game. Um, yeah, it's crazy times. So, you know, even on the non sports side of things, you would think, um, you know, the comic books would be a good refuge for us. But as you'll see in just a minute, we're going to talk about it. Even that chain of entertainment has been interrupted. <laughs> so, I don't know. Everybody out there, stay safe. Stay vigilant. Try to enjoy yourselves when and where you can. Take breaks. Sleep in. I don't know. Sleep if you can. Drink some water. Drink uh, your water. Stay hydrated. Not not too many nuts. It might cause the diverticulitis. Wow. Uh, should we get going with the show? Yeah, man. You want to hit the you want to do the rundown? Yeah, let's do the rundown. We're gonna talk about I think, yeah, like uh, have the Rock say something. Soundy needs to get on the ball here and get some new sound. Oh, uh, yeah, that classic what two thousand and four. <laughs> Or 2008. When did that movie come out? It's been. It's. It's yeah. It's been a been feels, a long minute. Who knows? Him and Sean William Scott doing a lot. <laughs> Not a bad movie though. Good popcorn movie. Um. All right. So, okay. I'm, I like. I want to geek out now, but we're just doing the rundown, so I'm yeah, trying yeah, not yeah. to. I'm trying to hold it in. Trying to contain. Somebody it. named Miles Morales. More 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 eels. He wants more eels. <laughs> Miles Morales, um, Spider-Man PS5 game. We are gonna talk about it. Uh oh, you say we? I mean, you all know. Potential Miles Morales edition PlayStation Five. We're gonna talk about it. All right, here we go. This is what I was talking about with the uh, interruption of entertainment. DC dropping diamond. Godzilla vs King Kong rating has been released. We're gonna talk about that. Casting Corner. Uh, we've seen a lot of names hey, bandied first about. Of all, first of all, is Casting Corner open for business? Why? Why? I mean, for we have the oh the right orders, right? Well, here's the thing. They're they're open for curbside, <laughs> but somehow that old man still got in. He's the only one there. <laughs> And because he's the only one there, they're not at, like, maximum occupancy or whatever, so they mm -hmm. can't even tell him to leave. I'm sure they're trying to get him to leave, but he won't leave. Uh, we've seen a lot of names bandied about for this particular character. I'll just say it. It's Ghost Rider. Uh, we're going to see a new name enter the fray. And then we've got a Evans list. Um, an Evans-ness... Evans... What? What? An Evans list... Uh... Alumni on the Evans list, and, yeah, an Evans list care, uh, person alumni. There you go. His name's actually Evan, and he's coming back to comic books. And it's it's real weird. I I we're gonna get into it. It's just real weird. His name is Evan though. And then, <laughs> oh man, this one's already going off the rails. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have taken two shots. Two boots. We're doing a review, like I said earlier, Justice League Dark Apocalypse. Of Justice League Dark Apocalypse. No, it's, it's the Dark Apocalypse, baby. <laughs> the Dark Apocalypse is what we're going through. <laughs> this is a different. This is a different spin. Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Why do I keep pausing that way? 
Wow, who knows? <laughs> Justice League Dark, Apocalypse War, the culmination of the DC animated movie universe. Uh, 15 years in the making, so... <clears throat> All right, there's my Corona cough for the for the pod. <laughs> nice, nice sounding. Let's jump in. Okay, I'm gonna set the stage here. Okay. All right, I'm gonna set the stage. Very so, fair. get wind the other day that Sony is doing their live YouTube, like press conference or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm where they're going to show off a bunch of PlayStation 5 stuff. And I'm like super psyched. I'm like, cool, something to distract me with. And then actually I kind of forgot and I missed the start time. But the YouTube feed is live, so you can actually go back to the beginning. So I'm actually like behind about five minutes or whatever. I start watching it. They do like this kind of cool greatest hits retrospective of the last 25 years of PlayStation. Some rando Sony exec starts talking about something or another, about the new frontier of gaming or whatever. And then, and then, we get just straight on into some video footage. No titles, nothing, no introduction, needs no introduction. We see a hand outstretched. We see electricity and energy just flailing about ripping his costume to shreds as it progresses from left to right along his arm. And then in the upper right-hand corner, you begin to see the chin of a black and red mask. We're going frame by frame, all right. Frame by frame! This is going to be a three-hour pod. (laughs) It's not going to be a three-hour pod, I promise, guys. Uh, It's Miles Morales. We immediately cut to a bunch of crazy, awesome action. Some really nice-looking in-game graphics. Oh, man, they're making a Miles Morales Spider-Man game. I, at this moment, Uh begin to scream in joy to no one, (laughs) alone in my apartment, uh, just yelling at no one. (laughs) I'm so hyped after that video clip. I just... Stop watching the whole thing altogether. I rewind it. I watch that clip again, and then I stop. And then that's when I contacted you and I was like, "Hey, do you want to watch this later?" <laughs> and so, whatever. But my original plan was to wait a year, look at the PS5 and the Xbox X. I guess is what it's called. Right. What a dumb name! Oh my god, what a dumb name! Um. I was going to wait a year, see which system had the games that it that spoke to me, uh, which system seemed the better long-term investment. Maybe maybe one of them might be on sale after a year for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, this threw that all out the window. <laughs> yeah, I kind of figured, man, especially when it said, like, holiday 2020 right at the end. It's Yeah, it's coming at the end of the year. It's a Sony... Studios produced game. It's not coming to the Xbox. Yep. Exclu- exclusive drive hardware, man. That is the exclusive. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask for your thoughts on it. Uh, you know, go ahead. What were your, how did you feel? Or what are your thoughts? I know you're not as big of a Spider-Man fan, but you get down with miles. I know you, 
I mean, you I like have Spider Verse. I, I like Spider Man. Sure, I, I'm I'm not like the diehard. I'm not the day ones. I'm not looking for Amazing Fantasies 15 or whatever. Like like you are. Yeah. Uh, but um, but yeah, no, I I I think Miles is the the freshest take on Spider Man in a generation. It's great. Um, so I, I I'm I'm actually wholeheartedly looking forward to this, to this as well. I didn't really plan on buying a PS5, and I still don't think I am until maybe like a you know because consoles being the way they are, they're always gonna have problems at launch. That's my uh, concern too. Yeah, like the hardware so, failure issue. Some like some glue in the in the insides is gonna you know melt and fry the whole board, whatever. Uh, but no, nah, I mean, I actually haven't gotten the chance to play the current Spider-Man game on PlayStation Four. Oh, blasphemy! <laughs> is this the end of comic book characters? <laughs> Dude, go right now. It's it's the Sony PlayStation Man. Days of Play or whatever. Twenty dollars Game of the Year edition with all the DLC. Like you can skip some of the puzzles. Like you just skip them. I guess I that's know. cool. Is that good yeah. game design? I don't. I mean, I think it's it's trying to mimic an open world scenario where you can. It's fine. I don't Dude. know. I, I, I'm a big fan of the PlayStation Two version <laughs> of the game. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. Dude, what the PlayStation Four game is amazing. It's not like it's $20 so good. Yet. It is twenty dollars. It's not like fifteen dollars though. <laughs> it's literally twenty dollars on sale until the fifteenth. You have one more day. Uh, what really? Yeah. Plenty of time. Okay. I got it. Well. Anyway. Uh, follow up think... on the next episode, listeners, to see if Chris <laughs> actually did get it or not. I, I suspect he's going to forget and then somehow end up paying thirty dollars for it and being kind of mad about it. That's a very Chris move. Um, not. The graphics are off the chart, of course, but I'm always a little bit wary of these reveal trailers because it says captioned on PlayStation 5, but, I mean, is this actual gameplay? There wasn't any, you know, user interfaces that we saw pop up. There wasn't really kind of a... Like a HUD screen or anything. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. Sure. All valid. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Fair? Uh, Yeah, I'm already... I literally... Um... I, 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 I abandoned my plans, my great plans, and I literally contacted my bank via their website, and I sent them a message, and I said, do I have to go to a branch to open a savings account? Jesus. Another savings account. Oh, and it, to their credit, Credit Human, they responded very quickly and were like, no, you can do it online. Here's how. And then I opened a new savings account specifically to put money towards this system and the game. <laughs> so, uh, I'll tell you what, though. I'm going to have a great time playing it um, until the system inevitably breaks because they they didn't make it correctly or whatever. Until <laughs> it overheats into just a solid state? Yeah. It creates uh, a supernova. I mean, I could definitely see this being a killer app and a must-have for a lot of people. So Sony is definitely making that right move. It's just I'm, I'm kind of wondering, like, how far along in the previous cycle of the Spider-Man game currently for PlayStation 4 was this kind of made? Was this supposed to be a DLC? And then they said, nah, 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 let's leave that for launch for the next console. It's interesting that you say that because there's been a lot of speculation about is this just an expansion? Is it like mm-hmm. a like a larger DLC off the first game? Are you actually getting the Spider-Man PlayStation game and this is kind yeah. of like tacked onto it? Well, it's been back and forth. I've seen so many um, kind of misreporting, misinformation out there. So I went to the source, Insomniac Games, 
and they they said let me see where i had the quote pulled up now where'd it go um yes spider-man miles morales for ps5 is a standalone game not a remaster or expansion wow then holy hell that's that's a whole lot because this is triple a of course right this is like so he's just giving them giving insomniac a blank check at this point yeah and this is so this is from insomniac directly uh who are of course the the publishers producers of the game Mm -hmm. and uh so that that kind of settled it for me because fair enough Here's the other thing. I thought, like, well, maybe this is a game that they're going to release on the PS4 and the PS5. Uh-huh. But it looks like it's just a PS5 exclusive. So. That'd be the move. I mean, it, uh, you know how, like, when you finish Metal Gear Solid, the first one, like, yeah. uh, if you save Meryl, you have something, like, uh, some new kit. That, I think the Infinite Ammo Bandana to, for the next playthrough. If you save Otacon, you have the Stealth Suit for the ne- next playthrough. If you beat the game... Can you finally unlock, like, the Spider-Verse animation style for the next playthrough? Because if you can, then I'm all in with you. That would would be be amazing. amazing. (laughs) That would be amazing. Also, opens up to the idea, if if they don't do that, what if they just made a Spider-Verse game in that style? Oh, man. You get get Ham in there. You get Noir. (laughs) Gwen. And that's that's the other thing. So obviously, look, I, I we we've, we've given Sony a lot of grief on the movie side with what they do with Spider-Man at times, but clearly there's somebody on the gaming side that really knows what they're doing because, yeah. you know, the first game was amazing. Miles is as hot of a comic character as there is in comic books right now. His first appearance literally is doubled in price in the last like two weeks. Jeez. Um, it's crazy hot. Two, like the the first and second print variants are like both in the top five of hottest books. Um, you know they're gonna go Gwen next. Oh, here we go. So, that's the other thing. Like, not only getting a PS Five, not only is that gonna lock me into a Miles experience, they're gonna do a Gwen game next. <laughs> so. <laughs> She was know, the star of Spider Verse. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna regret my decision. I don't think, except for when the system breaks, and I'll be very sad. So, okay. So, say you get default system, you get this game because they haven't gotten the new skins for the systems out yet. Yeah. They come out with a mild skin. They come out with a Gwen skin. Oh Jesus! You mean so like 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 limited edition consoles that are? Yeah, yeah. They're limited are, to say uh, twelve hundred, and. <laughs> They're the three, they're like whatever the price is, whatever base is, plus 150. Uh, you can only get one. <laughs> oh no! Oh my god! <laughs> this Sophie's choice has been a segue, true believers, to our next topic. <laughs> yeah, um. Oh man, you know, I, honestly, I really love Gwen's color scheme. Wow. I think they could do really cool things with the Gwen system, with the purple and the and the black and the white. It almost kind of looks like it already, though. A little bit, but you got to throw some some of the webbing in and the, yeah. the like the purple and the pink yeah. or whatever. 
That being said, um, courtesy, thank you for the segue, courtesy of Boss Logic, um, who's like a person that does like custom systems online. Look him up on Twitter if you want Boss Logic. Uh, they did a mock-up of what a Miles Morales edition system would look like. It's black and red, and it is so nice. <laughs> it looks really great. Um, here's I thought the question you were going to ask me is, okay, what if you get the PlayStation 5, you get the Miles game, you're happy, you're good to go, uh, but they don't make a Miles edition version of the system, but then like six months later they go, okay, wait, there's going to be a Miles edition of the system. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I, I knew that answer. Because I've seen that play out before. <laughs> You immediately trade it and you get the new one. Yeah, it's exactly what I would do. And it's exactly what will happen. So, <laughs> um, I don't want to live in a world where I have to pick between a Miles and a Gwen system, though. So I mean, I'm yeah. going to have to find a way to get both, I guess, if that happens. <laughs> Why would I need two systems? My uh, place is not that big. But I'll <laughs> figure the, it out. One for the living room, room one um, for the bedroom. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll rationalize it somehow. Anyway, we threw the picture up on our Facebook page over at facebook.com uh, forward slash Whoa. Neil Before Pod. Whoa, what? Facebook.com forward slash Neil Before Pod. Uh-huh. Yeah, or you can just hit up uh, uh, com. There we go. That's just that's the easiest one. I don't know why I keep saying the Facebook one. <laughs> it's just not a habit. Just go to the website. You'll get there. Uh, we threw a picture up there of the, uh, the mocked up. Miles Morales system. So let us know what y'all think. I think it looks really cool. Obviously, if I had the choice between the regular edition and that one, here's what I'm here's what I'm concerned about. Real quick, before we move to the next topic, yeah, yeah. Because there's two versions of the PS5, right? There's a physical disc version of the system and a digital system, mm. right? Where you just download the games. What if they make the Miles system, but it's only a digital version? Oh. I'm going to be so mad. I don't even know what I'll do in that scenario. <laughs> I'm almost mad that I just said it out loud because now I feel like it's going to happen. And you know, that's what Sony loves to do. Like, there's, there's the PS2, the PS2 Slim, the PS2 with the modem thing in the back. There's the mm-hmm. the Foreman Grill version of the PS3. There's uh-huh. the that. There's the... Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Um, all the cool on the plus side, real quick, just about the last thing about PS5 is that the physical disc version will be able to play 4K movies as well. So if if anyone is looking to get first, like say Spider Verse in 4K, or they've released all of the Spider Man movies that have come out in 4K, uh, you'll be able to enjoy them in ultra high def with that system. So, uh, should we move on? Uh, no, I think we got about 20 more minutes on this one, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can move on. Okay. <laughs> so, DC Comics is dropping Diamond. Uh, they're moving to a multifaceted distribution system for their comics and graphic novels. This is after 25 years of being in business with Diamond Distribution. Now, uh, for those listeners that are really big comic readers, you probably know talking to your um, your local comic shops, because I've never met a comic shop owner who did not complain about Diamond <laughs> <laughs> destroying their books and shipping or what have you, or miss-ups or missing items and so on. Um, apparently, the nail in the coffin here is that DC did not like how uh, Diamond Distribution completely shut down during the pandemic. 
and um, you know because it's largely um, a system in which there's not a lot of people interaction <laughs> a lot of it's automated machine operated there are a few people that work like to get it going but it's not that many people um, so this really caused a big uh, issue for Marvel and DC and I mean really all the comic book companies because Diamond has kind of monopolized the industry over the last you know three or so decades um, but this has opened the door and DC's walking right through it so they're going with a company called Lunar Distribution and UCS Comic Distributors uh, apparently these have ties to comic retailers, discount comic book service and Midtown Comics who are two very prominent online comic um, outlets I've used both of them actually and they're both really great with their shipping so kind of makes sense that they'll go that way so that's gonna, they're going to use those to distribute their periodicals basically their, their monthly comics uh-huh. uh, retailers can also order books through Penguin Random House oh. who are going to handle uh, DC's trade paperbacks and graphic novels moving forward um i'm trying to see if it says here when that switch is going over i want to say it's at the beginning of july or at the end of june oh so pretty quick then it's pretty soon it doesn't say here but i'm fairly certain you know i'm fairly certain now my question to you chris is do you do you think that ultimately if this proves successful for dc it's a big step. Do you think Marvel goes that route too, or do you think other comic companies might follow suit? Huh. Um. Well, is Marvel Publishing owned by the Mouse as well? Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, all of all of Marvel's under the Disney umbrella. Probably not then. Uh, <laughs> the Mouse being what the the Mouse being what it is, and as hungry as it is, uh, it probably wants some. It probably wants in on the distribution too, right? I figure. Well, they they don't own Marvel doesn't or Disney doesn't own um, Diamond. Well, yeah, no, for granted. But I mean, why own just part of the hog when you can get all of it? Yeah. Oh, so you're saying you think Marvel might eventually distribute on their own? Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're not doing that now, but that would be interesting. I mean, it, I just they probably I mean, have the money to put it in place, right? Like, or they could just buy a company that already does it. <laughs> this, yeah. For sure. This is Disney's kind of modus operandi. This is what they do. Um, so, but I, I, I don't really know. I, I think it, unless there's like a huge, like a cost savings benefit to it, I don't think they do that. Uh, I don't know. I just worry that the DC books are going to go up by $3 or whatever. Because <laughs> they're That's all like true. five, aren't they? Yeah. I, I mean, most comics are like we. That is one thing I haven't seen a lot of any of the articles. No talk about any price adjustments or things are going to get more expensive or like you know, can Lunar or can Lunar and UCS can they handle something this big? Mm. You know, I it remains to be seen. I you know I haven't seen anything that says that they can't, but it's a big step. Like what happens if for the first few months it's real bumpy? Oh, you're saying uh, yeah. it's all a, this is all a scarcity thing. You're saying yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be that many Catwoman number 42s being shipped or whatever. Yeah. I mean, which is great for me because then I'm just going to prowl the market and, you know, nice. do what I can. See what I find. Oh, look, I'm finding here DC will suspend final order cutoff on June 8th. So that already happened. Oh, shit. 
making those books available to order on final cutoff of June 15th. So boom, we're we're in it now. <laughs> we're in the end game. Whatever happens, like it's, it's already in place. They they just pulled a, a nosy Mandius on us because it's already happened. But like, um, yeah, it's it's really interesting to me because this is a, this is the first big industrial industry shift we've seen in terms of distribution in mm-hmm. pretty much our lifetime. Um, we'll see if this gambit pays off for DC. Do you think it's still kind of like uh, they're still hitching the bets and they don't want to jump all into digital stuff? They still want to... I guess they have to have the physical stuff because it exists, right? I mean, they're still doing physical books. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's an interesting thing. You thought... You would have thought that of any... Of any time where both companies, really all of them, the comic companies, for them to really push into digital now would have been that time. Right. Um, just but, because, like, yeah, because of the content rush. Everybody needs, like, content the, that's easily accessible. And yeah. I, I guess you could... Uh, so, maybe, like, a hybrid model? Like, you can have a subscription to whatever comic service through Marvel or DC or whatever. And then, like, you can still get physical if you want, but it's going to be built-in scarcity, right? Say they cost, like, $10 now or $15 because they're, you know, they're not going to be making that many. Does right. that help? It? Does it help things at all? I don't know. It's That's interesting. Um, I also remember reading somewhere, but I couldn't find it when I was uh, looking for stuff for our topics. I saw somewhere maybe a week or two ago that that Marvel was going to go only digital for a few of their titles. Wow. So you know what? Huh. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to look for it again real quick. Let's see, Marvel digital only. Let's see here, Greg. How many good looking for stuff? Some music. Uh... Hey, look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, I found it. <laughs> Fight to survive. Oh man, that Kumite. Kumite, Kumite, Kumite. Oh man. Ah. What's up? Okay, so yeah, I found it. This was on May seventh, so a little over a month ago. Marvel shifts select print series to digital only. Oh, but dude, here we go. Uh, reacting in real time. <laughs> the move comes as the publisher reassesses its schedule in the COVID, current COVID-19 era, uh, era. As Marvel Entertainment continues to reassess its publishing schedule in the light of its temporary COVID-related, COVID-19 related shutdown, it is announced that a number of series currently mid-run will switch to digital-only production. Oh. As per Marvel, the following titles will be published as digital-only releases on May 13th and May 20th, ahead of Marvel's resumption of, of print releases. Ant-Man number 4, Avengers of the Wastelands number 4, Ghost Spider number 9, Ravencroft number 4, Ironheart 2020 number 1, Marvel's Spider-Man The Black Cat Strikes number 4, and Hawkeye Freefall number five. Finally, Star number four. <laughs> so Hawkeye. So, it's unclear if future issues will be curtailed or published digitally. Although Marvel's announcement promised that these issues will eventually be available in print collections later this year. Uh, wait. So does that mean they're not making single issues ever of those issues, and they're just going to put them in the trade paperbacks? It's kind of. Oh my God! What a mess. Uh, I don't know what that's going to be. Great. So wait, that means my run of Ghost Spider is going to just have 
a missing issue. Oh, God. All right. I know we went on a tangent, like a little tangent or whatever, but jeez. Jeez Louise. What is happening, COVID-19? Stop it. The COVID-19 era, do you think it's, like, better than the SmackDown era? Or, like, right up there with the Raw is War type of stuff? It's definitely better better than the Ruthless Aggression era. Oh, Um, I would say it's probably right right up there with the, with the, uh, with the SmackDown era. Probably, I think it's it, definitely it, laying the rock bottom down on all of us. I think uh, Crush had like about a, you know, he was relevant for about three shows of Raw, like yeah. before Rock really started taking off. So I think it's right in there. Like there you go. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on this on this DC thing and see how it goes. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, you know, it's funny. It came up in our Facebook memories the other day. You and I went and saw the Godzilla King of Monsters. Oh, yeah. At the IMAX. Let them fight. <laughs> Let them fight. Uh, my favorite part, again, just for anyone who, who might not remember, is when Godzilla gets knocked down but he gets into up the down. ice and his little feet go up. <laughs> like he slipped on a banana peel <laughs> his feet just go up like he slipped on a banana peel and it's amazing uh, we just got word that Godzilla versus King Kong which I guess is a movie that they're still hoping to release at some point and I hope they do release it but I just who knows what's going on with movies anymore they did release the rating though it is PG-13 Ooh. which is I mean that's right in line with all of the other movies though See, that's funny that you have that reaction. I was curious what your reaction was going to be because the online uh, scuttle, but the online reaction is that people are mad. Wow. They wanted it to be rated R. Holy shit. <laughs> Which is, I mean, on like, fine. That's cool. I mean, do that too, please. But <laughs> Godzilla's never been more than PG or PG-13. Like, what, what are they looking for? <laughs> What is it? Where did this bloodthirst come from? <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear more than one fucking Godzilla. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Do you want to see, like, little people getting squished between Godzilla's toesies? <laughs> just, just heads popping off and necks, I guess? Or Yeah, I mean, it'd be kind of weird to have, like, wanton violence, I guess, because I, I don't see yeah. any sort of, like, you know, any uh, sexual themes in Godzilla inherently. So. <laughs> oh boy! I mean, if you bring Mothra back, I mean, Mothra is definitely pushing it so warm. <laughs> but like, I was just thinking, like, none of the, yeah, you're right. Like, not even like Pacific Rim, whatever. I think they were PG-13, and it, yeah, it's the same vein, right? It's all kaiju movies. What? What if? I don't know what made me think of this. I guess because we were thinking about the rated R thing. What if they did a Mortal Kombat versus Godzilla movie? <laughs> Holy shit! You mean never, never realm, never winter? Whatever, what is it? Never realms. Never realms. Nether Fucking, realms. Nether yeah. realms. First of all, if they if they had any hand in Godzilla, his face would be all fucked up. Uh, like he'd have too many teeth. Uh, he'd have so many teeth. Vacant expressions on his face all the time. Um, that'd be. I mean, I, you kind of do want to see these monsters kind of rip each other apart, right? That'd be kind of cool. But, I, yeah, are. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't need it, personally. I don't think we need it. 
I was trying to look up the rating for Shin Godzilla, but not even that. <laughs> it says not rated. Because uh, it didn't get released here. Um, yeah. But yeah, come on. We don't, need, we don't need any of that. Like, you want a hard R, just like, go outside. Look at the world. Uh, look at the world we're in right now. There's your R. There's your R. Let's, uh, let's leave King Kong and Godzilla alone, please. Let them fight. Let them fight, though. But, like, in a PG environment. PG-13 environment. <laughs> they want the UFC but, version of Godzilla, man. Oh, man. All sorts of feet twisted the wrong way. <laughs> mm. All right. It's back. It's been a while, but it's back. It's time to relax. Try. Oh, my God. Try to relax. It's so hard to relax. But please try. Throw your feet up. Sit down, lay down, whatever you want. It doesn't matter anymore. Just get some punch and pie and let it wash over you. We're heading the casting corner. Now, I'm telling you, not this guy who won't leave. No, he's not even wearing a mask. This old motherfucker. He's definitely immune compromised and he won't. We tried to give him one. Uh, Sir. Sir, will you please take a mask, please? No, I don't think I will. All right, in this week's casting corner, we've got. Uh, so I guess if he ends up doing this role, he will also join the Evans list. Yeah. Actually, no. Yeah. He's not, I mean, he's. I, I mean, okay. Here's a good question. Let's let's do a thought experiment here because. Talking about Norman Reedus, okay? Daryl Dixon, Walking Dead. Not in the comic book, though. Uh-huh. He's a show creation. But the show itself is of the comic book. Right. So, if he were to play Ghost Rider, as we're about to talk about, mm. would he be on the Evans list, then? Yeah, he would, right? Because the Evans list is a creation of movie casting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I agree. And Walking Dead's a comic property. Okay. Sure. I mean, welcome aboard, Norman Reedus. Uh, so this is, of course, in the rumor stage. Um, he was asked to ask directly recently about his thoughts on it, and he said, like, literally something to the, the effect of, fuck yeah. <laughs> no, uh, he's like, I, 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 I get a... best gravelly voice. Um, fuck yeah. Oh, whoa, that's pretty good, man. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, he, he said... Um, <laughs> I think you got another one. You got Bill Murray. And you, <laughs> you got, got Norman, Norman Reedus. Reedus on short notes. I have a weird pocket of impressions that I can do, apparently. <laughs> what is my wheelhouse? Um, no, but he said, he said, oh, so do I get like a flaming skull and like, like, like death eyes and stuff? And he goes, hell yeah, fuck yeah. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, he's, he's apparently 100% in. I, I kind of hope this happens, actually. This... We've already seen him kind of in that sort of, like, drifter, rebel, motorcycle, you know, kind of motif with, with Daryl Dixon. Mm. I don't think it's a hard leap to pull that over and, and put it onto a Johnny Blaze. You know? Um, there's talks about Keanu Reeves, and there was talks about even Nicolas Cage somehow reprising the role. But, um, but I honestly, I feel like... Phil I feel like Norman Reedus would be the way to go. <laughs> the the flames, 
Uh-oh. The flames! Ah! Was that, was, was that the bees reset? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't really remember how he said it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the meme so many times, but you don't hear it. You know, you don't. <laughs> uh, what do you think about Norman Reedus' as Ghostwriter? I think it definitely works. He's got that one show on AMC that they gave him just to be like, hey, please don't leave Walking Dead. Uh, we'll give you another show. <laughs> and you can just ride motorcycles the entire time. Uh, so that's definitely his shit, being on a bike like that. And being badass is also comes pretty naturally. Um, so, yeah, I, I like it. It's just I, I hope he, you know, I hope he has enough monster energy drink with him to avoid the BT areas. Because they're gonna eventually pop up. I mean, you already have like the the power exoskeleton, right? You, you you gotta have the power exoskeleton because you want to do as many deliveries as possible, and so you're stacked up like maybe you know 300 kilograms. You gotta have that power exo, and then you you that bike it's not gonna work too well over like the really bumpy areas. So you got to leg it. Is that where the and is that where the ladders come into play? That, definitely where the ladders come into play. Don't sleep on the ladders. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's. <laughs> I appreciate, appreciate the subtle death stranding reset that you've you've provided the listeners. I honestly was it's curious. It's like a month of my life. In the at the beginning, I honestly was like, "Is he doing a Ghost Rider PBS show reset?" <laughs> I wasn't sure, uh, but you went the other way. You went the other way. I, you know, actually, Death Stranding is also part of the PlayStation state of play or games of play or whatever the hell they call that sale. I think it's uh, twenty four ninety nine. Right? Uh, that's not bad. If it gets down to twenty, I'll, I'll probably grab it. I'm playing a lot of Slay the Spire though, as you know. So oh, Jesus Christ, that fucking. I, mean, I don't. I don't know that I need any other video game other than that one. Uh. Gotta gotta lose in the first round. <laughs> so now that's my my life's about. Spurs style, losing the first. Please oh, don't fuck up the story pick. Oh my god, I'm glad I wasn't drinking when you said that. <laughs> oh man, that's so good. So good. Um, all right, second second bit of news in this casting corner. Evan Peters, Quicksilver from the X Men Fox franchise. Didn't see that. The oh. very, the very. <laughs> did. God damn it. The cool Quicksilver um, is coming over to the MCU in Wandavision. Hmm. It's uh, there are only uh, kind of vague rumors as to who he might play. I think kind of the fun part about this is there's a decent chunk of the internet that is like, is he going to be Quicksilver from X-Men? From Fox uh. X-Men Quicksilver? But here's the thing. Within the scope of Wanda... I guess you could actually do it, because I feel like this would be a bit insensitive, but now that I'm thinking about it, I, I think I just figured out a way where they could do it. He plays Quicksilver in the Fox X-Men movies, right? Uh-huh. But for Wanda, her brother was Quicksilver, and he was gunned down. Yeah. Because he didn't see those bullets coming. I guess you could say he did see them coming, he just didn't move out of the way in time. Um, so, if you were to bring another Quicksilver, I feel like that's a slap in the face to Wanda. Like, oh. Like, yeah, you get you get the same powers and the same character, but it's not your brother. Uh. Um but what if they do this? You know, we've always talked about Wanda kind of going a little off, uh, losing her, her grip a little bit. Mm-hmm. What if she tries to bring her brother back from the dead? Oh, shit. But it, like, fractures. So she ends up bringing Quicksilver, 
but it's Quicksilver from a different reality, from oh, the man. Fox X Men reality. And this is how it starts. This is how she she found the different. She breaks. Reality? She fractures the the yeah. She <gasps> fractures reality to where, I mean, did I just write the thing? <laughs> You're welcome, Kevin. Kevin, where are you, man? Got to give us a call. Send us an email. I know nobody calls anywhere. Send us an email, please. I mean, shout out to you for that quick screener of, of Black Widow, but. Yeah, we need more. Yeah. We're giving you more. We need more. <laughs> um, Do you think they, they keep that for the, the plus? They don't want to put, I like, a move that big on the big screen? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I Honestly, I don't think he's going to play Quicksilver. Mm. But I, I was just kind of trying to feed into what some of the internet uh, rumors have been. And so I think that actually, I think, I, I think that is a pretty... I would say satisfactory way to do it. Yeah. If that's really what you wanted to do. Um, but ultimately, I think he's going to be a different character entirely. Mm. I was just looking up really quick on his uh, Wikipedia just to try and see if anybody has some sort of inkling about who's going to play in WandaVision. Uh, it says TBA. But uh, he appeared uh, in Kick-Ass. That's right. He was Kick-Ass's friend. That's right, because the two Quicksilvers are in it. And yeah. we're like... That was like the joke, like <laughs> that, that they were both already on the Evans Quicks. list. Yeah, he is. He's on the list. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to end up doing. I think maybe I, the word, the character I've heard most associated with him in terms of casting. I don't know where this came from. Honestly, I haven't seen any reputable place say it, but it's Mephisto. Hmm. Um. Which is already, I think his first appearance is in Silver, Silver Surfer number three, and that book's already kind of like a niche but very hot book that people want. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been a hotly sought after book. So if that ends up being the case, and Mephisto is going to be in the MCU, and and Evan Peters going to play that character, then that book's going to jump. Um, also, if you bring in Mephisto, and then you bring in Spider Man, you could ultimately, if you if you really wanted to. You could bring in one more day, and you could erase Mary Jane, or MJ, I guess, from the thing, and make sure Aunt May stays alive, and the baby's dead, and all this and that, and... <laughs> oh my god, I'm getting ahead of just thinking about it. What are you, what are you doing, man? <laughs> You're the prosecution, and you arguing against yourself? Just... Man, I do not like that storyline. I do not like the Mary Jane made a deal with the devil, <laughs> Mephisto, to <laughs> erase continuity. Like, what? Like, sure, fuck with the characters, but be smart. Come on, <laughs> put some effort into it. Like, write it well. That's all I'm asking. That's, you can do whatever you want. That's some DC bullshit, it sounds like. Ugh, it is some, some sorts of nonsense. Dude, you're going to get added so much by the DC fans. Um, no, no, fuck that. We'll go on to it in a little bit with this Justice League Dark, but fuck that. They know who they are. I, <laughs> fuck you read up on, uh, what was his name, Damian Wayne? Fucking that poor oh motherfucker. He goes about through six different iterations of life yeah. before present day. It's just, what the yeah, hell is going 12. on? He's like 12 years old. <laughs> he's, he's 14. Right? He's been through a lot. On that note, fantastic transition. We will leave Casting Corner for now until next time. But we will definitely keep our eyes on these two rumors as well as any moving forward. Let's go ahead and get into our movie review. So, 
this week we're doing Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Look, I said it right that time. You mean the Apoco Apocalypse War? Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Yeah, but I keep saying Justice League Dark Apocalypse. Yeah. I kept saying it yeah, yeah, wrong. Yeah. I said it right this time. Oh, yeah, that's funny. Um, all right, well, let's just go ahead and jump on in. This is the last animated DC Universe animated film. It is meant to be the culmination of 15 years of DC animated films. What a ride. Lots of great films in that series. Um, let's, let's jump in. Flashback, Flash versus oh, fuck. I, the uh, Justice God, League Dark I Apocalypse. Why do I always forget? I'm here. I do it. Why do I forget? Yeah. So, um... Am <laughs> I hand hovering over the Excelsior button, all happy to hear Stan Lee? Yeah. Well, much like the current real 2020, uh, nothing good can happen. So uh, you're going to have to wait. Uh, let's see. We'll do this one with... I, I already know where you're going, man. No way! I know where you're going. Are you? Are you? Can we do it? And let's just do it. Just, just the, just touch the tips of some of the. You don't even have to do the whole movie because there's a lot of stuff that happens in yeah. this movie. But just touch on whatever you would like to. Oh, okay. In the voice, in the persona, yep, from the perspective yep. of one King Shark. Fucking knew it! God fucking damn it! Oh, I'm lightheaded. Oh, my God. All right, all right. You, you just get what you want. Oh, King Shark is a shark. Oh, oh King Shark is a shark. Oh, no, King Shark is a shark. Oh, oh, King Shark is a shark. King Shark is a... Oh no! And scene. Oh man, that's <laughs> so good. Oh, I'm so glad we went down that road. Um, just FYI, listeners, I don't know if this is picking up on the mic, but there is a very odd sound coming from my upstairs neighbor's apartment. Mm. It sounds yeah, buddy, like like a. Like a small person. No, no. <laughs> it sounded like a small person was being dunked and then taken out of a small tank over and over and over and over again. Oh, so like I said, it's the best. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, well, well done on the on the King Shark recap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my face hurts because I'm laughing and smiling so much. When was the last time I smiled? Oh my god. Um. Ah. Uh, all right, let's jump into the first segment. That is, of course, Excelsior. Excelsior! Ah, oh. oh, Stan, always good to hear your voice. For those that are new to the podcast on our reviews, this is where we talk about things that we liked. It can be characters, can be narrative uh, structure, can be voice acting, any of the above. It's just things that we really enjoyed about this particular movie. So, for Justice League Dark, I, I here's the funny thing, and this is how I want to lead this off. Mm -hmm. You and I constantly, in terms of the DC live-action films, have constantly 
um, advocated for DC to take a cue from Marvel in the MCU. Mm. And when and if they want or can, just steal. Just take from <laughs> Marvel. They've already laid out the blueprint. There's a bunch of different movies you can grab from different movies and make it your own thing. Just do it. It's fine. We just want good comic book movies. It's fine. Um, here's the thing. They ended up doing that, it seems like, a little bit. But with this animated film, uh, the one thing that I was kind of surprised at is how much, in terms of tone and in sort of narrative beats, this animated film mirrors Avengers Endgame. Mm. Uh, now, granted, I don't really know how the production of this film went. Like, I don't know when it started. When did they write the first script? Was it written... Did they start the script before Endgame was written? Like, I don't know. I really don't. But that being said, they did a great job. It is It is not... It's not exactly Endgame. There are a lot of beats that are very similar. But in terms of like creating an, a, fun, a finale for this universe, if that's what you're wanting to do here, mm-hmm. I really liked that it felt you know, pretty final, that there was a lot of high stakes yeah. at play, and there was real consequence to action or inaction. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like the, the thing that feels the most like Infinity War slash Endgame about this is that things actually matter this time. Like, this is... <laughs> they fucking kill off a lot of people this time. And it's not just dust. They they show people being ripped in half. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ripped in half or, like, piled on by, like, ten uh, paradooms is what they're called. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, it's, it's it's really interesting. Was that so? Was that your favorite thing about the about this movie, or was there something else that stuck out for you? Huh. Um, Particular character, or, or maybe a, a narrative beat. I mean, I like how Raven gets to say, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" Uh, so <laughs> I like Raven in general, but that she gets to be so kind of exasperated with how uh, fucking not Coltrane. Uh, what's his name? Constantine. <laughs> Constantine's like, oh, I don't want to. I don't know why I ran away, but I don't want to fight again. She's like, oh, for fuck's sake! And she kind of just teleports them wherever they need to go. Uh, yeah, that was really good. I like that a lot. Uh, yeah, I think what the um, I think that, that what I like the most is that they kind of show like the after it, of it, right? That, that's that's uh, Superman's no longer that super. He's just a dude who's huge. Uh, Lois Lane's kind of in charge of everything, and they're kind of mounting the resistance on Earth. I think that might be my favorite part. Like how, um, you know, they, they go ahead and maybe we didn't get, really get to see all what happened in that five-year gap or in the blink or whatever in uh, Avengers Infinity, Infinity War. Right. But right. this time it seems like we actually did get to see how society broke down a little bit. <laughs> well, with uh, Constantine and um, uh, that demon dude. Etrigan. Yeah, yeah, Erdogan, Tayyip Erdogan. Um, they're drinking in the bar and, like, Harley Quinn and the her suiciders are over there suiciding it up. Uh, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Like we said, uh, this movie covers a lot, yeah. and that's actually pretty. I got to give it to them because we really do get a lot of strong beats for so many different characters in this film. You know, 
um, you would think with, I mean, literally, it seems like the cast is, like, in the 30s of, like, prominent characters. <laughs> and and you get a you get a decent-sized chunk of, of narration, like, narrative story or backstory for, for most of them. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Yeah. Um, for me, and I don't know what this says about me, but the other thing that I really enjoyed about this film was the deaths. Oof. Um, I don't know. It's something about. <laughs> it's a. I don't know what this says. Just about like me. seeing Hawk, it's, Hawkman screaming in pain as his wings and limbs get ripped apart. Uh, it's not just that. It's like seeing your heroes fail. Uh, I don't know what that is. Dude, Shazam got so rough too. Dude, yeah, they ripped his leg off and his eye and then he like energied them back but then he then he really gets messed yeah. up and he he dies and swamp thing yeah I, the worst i thought know. was like starfire like you didn't see it but you just saw her corpse in two pieces like oh yeah at her waist yeah oh well yeah black manta got ripped in half yeah <laughs> they showed that bane went down like a little spoilers by the way i guess we forgot to say spoilers but we always do uh, non. We always do spoiler reviews. Yeah, know, so. the entire Green Lantern Corps. Oh man, yeah, John Stewart really trying at the end there. <laughs> Not quite, my friend. Batgirl, Batgirl's death was rough. It comes pretty quick. Uh, it comes pretty quick, but she's like doing pretty well. Like she's hopping around, she's flipping, she's batarang bombing some people. She's doing good, and then all of a sudden, uh. just. Poof, and then they just pile her and just, it's you like just the, see little bits of her get thrown up. Oh, in the my air. God. It's like the Evangelion Series 9 coming after uh, Asuka and End of Evangelion. <laughs> oh, man. Um, oof. Uh, yeah. You put, put me in a moment there. Uh, the house. Even the house. Like the from the, from the previous Justice League Dark movie, uh, uh, Constantine's house created an avatar right and that that even she gets fucked up yeah yeah that's right oof, oof. Yeah. man by the way Constantine does a great job yeah in this too he's, he's really good in it um alright I guess uh, we can move on to the next segment which is our bizarro segment it am our most famous superhero yes it be bizarro number one it me bizarro number one <laughs> This is where we talk about things that we wish could have been done differently or better, or things we just didn't really click for us. Uh, again, can be anything related to the film. For me, I, you know, I, I, I thought the Lex Luthor plotline was a bit weak. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I thought it was all telegraphed. I thought for a character that has been so prominent in the DC animated universe, um, he just I just felt like they didn't really do very much with him. Yeah, I totally thought that he was the red herring, Lex Luthor, because that's the obvious choice, right? I thought that he was just gonna be a sniveling kind of like maniacal or plotting new human, but Batman was gonna be the one who was the mole. Like, mm -hmm. like he, that was his long play. It was, it was his long con. Like, yeah, I'm going to let you think that you've taken my psyche over or whatever. And I'm still going to be giving information off on the slide. Um, but yeah, I thought that would have been a, a huge fix I would like to see. Yeah, I actually thought that too. Um, and, you know, I kind of was going back and forth. 
And they, I, you know, I think they did make an effort to kind of keep it ambiguous. But ultimately, yeah, I, I kind of was hoping it was it was just exactly as you said, mm. that it was the Batman reveal. Um, but, I mean, all in all, I mean, I, the one, I, I personally don't have a problem with this, but I know that there are people that watched it that might have felt that it was too similar to Infinity War and Endgame. Um, you know, I don't really feel that way. I, I don't, but I could I could see that argument. I guess I'll leave it at that. Mm. That I could see people saying that it wasn't a root, like original enough. Did you have any other things that you uh, that didn't really sit well with you? Uh, one thing I thought that I I wasn't going to mind at first, but it turned out I really it really kind of bugged me was Darkseid's voice. Like uh, mm. I guess I was just too used to Thanos. Uh, you know, Thanos kind of sounding like this. Yeah, you know, kind of like a lot of bass in his voice or whatever. But uh, and Darkseid just sounded like a regular dude. I was like, he if you're that powerful, <laughs> you should sound a little different. That might be yeah. kind of too nitpicky, but that's a that's kind of what to me. Other than like just the character uh, design in general, like how everybody has that like really rough nose and pro- a chin profile. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't too uh, diverse, but. Uh, yeah, little things kind of bother me. I, I thought it was pretty good. I actually, you know, kind of speaking on on character design, the one thing that I didn't like was the Superman um, like demon hybrid. Oh yeah, and how that car- I didn't want any part of that. <laughs> I didn't like it. It's not because I was scared or anything. I just I just like I don't want to look at this. I don't like the way this is displeasing to me. Yeah. Please don't be on my television screen. <laughs> Big fan uh, of too many eyes, aren't you? No, do not want. <laughs> do not want. Ironic because I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. Uh. <laughs> don't want it. Do not want several sets of eyes on top of other sets of eyes. Don't want them. No, sir. No, thank you. No, no, thank you. Um, okay, let's go ahead and move on to our next segment. That is... Hey, everyone. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Um, man, what, what, you know, honestly, I didn't give this one a lot of thought. Yeah. The the thing, the new thing, so hey, everyone, is the a new introduction of a new character or place, um, something that's new to this series that we really enjoyed. I wanted to say Swamp Thing, but he's already been in another other stuff. Yeah, you know, because I love Swampy. You know that. Um, was was Etrigan in the other Justice League Dark film? Yeah, he was. He, he was part. right. Yeah. Damn it, I like him. Yeah, that's right. I liked him a lot. He, he always spoke in those couplet rhymes. In the rhymes, and, yeah. And here rhymes. he didn't because he was all, "Ah, what's the fucking point?" Yeah, until the very end. Yeah, it was fun. He says it was fun. <laughs> Um, you know, honestly, maybe it's the Paradooms for me. Yeah? <laughs> because here's the thing. Soups at Company, they're coming into the beginning of this film hot. They're like, we got to do this shit. Oh, we yeah. got to do it now. Now is the time. We got to be the aggressors. We got to fucking take them out. She was like, I'm wearing Look. underwear on the outside. You see my dick swinging. We're doing this. 
How can this not We work? can take care of parademons like nobody's business. <laughs> it's so easy. We, we'll be... Barely an inconvenience. What's that? We'll be greeted as liberators. Yeah, greet... <laughs> yeah, it's a real uh, USA circa <laughs> all of our history Listen, energy. There are known unknowns and there are unknown unknowns. <laughs> oh, my God. That's basically what um, gave it at the beginning. So... He's coming in all cocksure. And then it turns out the parademons are not parademons. Uh-huh. They're paradooms. They're parademon doomsday hybrids. And they are fucking some shit up. Yeah. <laughs> like left and right. They are. Oh, man, they're doing some damage. Yeah, that they're definitely my favorite. They're my hair everyone for this one. <laughs> wow, that's that's strong. I, I didn't consider that. You know, I thought you're gonna go for the funny angle and say King Shark again, but that's nah, that's pretty valid. It's you know, because the the great thing about Justice League is that these guys are all fucking overpowered, and <laughs> they're basically living gods, right? So it takes that much strength and that much kind of violence and aggression to take them down. So yeah, I, I like it. I like your like your pull. Um, I think I'm going uh, Damian Wayne. Okay. Um, I'm not too sure if he's been in any other animated stuff. Yeah, he's he's been in a couple of other things, but I, I would say that you could argue this version of Damian Wayne. Yeah. Right? This, like, post-apocalyptic yeah. version is, is this, like, traumatized by watching his brother get impaled. Oh, man. Still trying to bring him back with the Lazarus Pit? Oh yeah, honestly, I forgot about that. He's still kind of crazy and shit, and yeah, yeah. I thought that I mean, that was a, uh, like I said, it, it threw me down a wormhole trying to figure out uh, his past and like where I want to start and collecting the, some of the stories. But then I was like, God yeah, damn, it's like, I, 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 again, he you know gets introduced and he's killed and killed introduced again and killed again, and so uh, I think this iteration is kind of like really cool. It's pretty much all I need <laughs> from Damian Wayne. Uh, I just like to see the, the kind of like um, the armor that he's wearing. It's pretty much kind of like yeah. uh, you know, it's a hybrid. It's like the League of Assassins and Batman stuff. Right. So would you say this is like the bento box of Damian Wayne's like, All you need. Yeah. All <laughs> yeah. Bento box Wayne. Pretty much. <laughs> I like. I think the best thing about him is he sees his uh his bodyguard or whatever her name was. Like Sheila, mm-hmm. she gets murked. She gets popped right in the right between her eyes, and just like yeah. closes her eyes and keeps it moving. She's yeah. like, Dink. they got they got shit to do. Yeah, <laughs> they got they got things to do. Um, all right, and then on that note, let's go ahead and hit the last segment of a review. This is what if. Uh, I feel like the further we get away from, I guess it was Infinity War, right? Where we introduced that was it Infinity War Endgame? Man, I, I, I wanted over a year ago now. I mean, it's one or the other. Either way, the further we get away from it, the fact that that's the drop for <laughs> the what if is hilarious. That cracks me up. Um, what if the live action films could be half as good as? This? Oh man, <laughs> good Just, God! You know what? Let me posit something. Yeah. If you're going to make Justice League and it's going to cost you $350 million or whatever, just, you know what? 
spend 400 million or 450 and make this but live action and like <laughs> stick to it yeah like like show show me don't tell me you know what i mean mm. so they've the dc animated universe we've talked ad nauseum about how really great a lot of those films are how consistently good they are they tell all these wonderful dc stories in a in a in a watchable format. And yet we still have to deal with shit like Batman versus Superman, Don justice or justice league. And it's like, why, why you have the talent, you have the writers, you have huge budgets and CGI effects. Get some help. Yeah. You, your help can come from within. Yeah. For real. Literally your own company, (laughs) same company. Um, that's, I mean, I, I feel like I've made this point before, but yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing I want. I want to see, you know, Dave Filoni over on Disney's side, mm-hmm. he came from the animation side yep. on Star Wars and now he's doing Mandalorian, which is the greatest thing ever. So again, look at Marvel. They, or look at Disney. They took a chance. And it's paying off dividends. Don't you want your own baby Yoda? Don't you want your own baby Yoda? <laughs> Don't you want your own baby King Shark? <laughs> All he says is King Shark is a shark until he's about to die. Uh, yeah, no, that's pretty. That's a pretty solid what if. I mean, that's that's basically what we've been saying for a long time. Like the Justice League Unlimited stories were so good. They had like those mini arcs that last about three or four episodes. It easily been made into a movie, right? They're like little mini movies. Ah, uh, yeah. Do you have any other what ifs, or I mean, you just yeah. Uh, echoing my sentiment. Let me see. Uh, what if? Yeah, maybe uh, more specifically, what if the rest of the DCEU gets rebooted, right? Or they continue on, they limp it along, but with Constantine as the focus. Yeah, you know what? I was almost going to bring that up during the Excelsior segment. I love that this film, even though it's the final film, they, to me, smartly didn't do the easy thing, which would have made the film to center around Batman or Superman. But they made John Constantine the focal point of the story. Right. Because in the first Justice League Dark movie, that's kind of what it is. It's you're seeing you're getting reintroduced to the Justice League through Constantine's eyes or through his like point of view, pretty much, and like his interactions and how he sees them, and maybe he already has some you know previous relations with some of them, like Zatanna. But um, I think that's a much better entry point because, like I said, these are gods. These are like yeah. these are the cartoon caricatures that you know that you remember from your childhood. So. Sure. I think a more human, even though he uses magic to kind of do whatever the fuck he wants, uh, a more human kind of approach to storytelling in this vein might help the DCEU. Yeah, I agree. And not only that, his character allows the point of view of someone to be weary of these people. Yeah. Like, yes, they are heroic, but they also have incredible, dangerous power, Mm -hmm. and that's not something to just be blindly trusted in his eyes. I love that as a narrative choice. Um, so yeah, you know, let's get, let's get John Constantine as the focal point of the DC, um, live action universe. That, I think that's a fantastic idea. You keep Keanu. 
I think that would be great because I mean he's like everyone loves Keanu, right? So if you if you make him the focal point, mm. I think people will stay with it. You could go in a different direction. Mm. Um, you know, I don't know, I don't know who you would grab, but um, I don't know. Would you say no to uh, Ryan Gosling? <laughs> yeah, he he could work. I mean, get the here is uh, accent. <laughs> but uh yeah got the, the baby you want to pick <laughs> guess who else is in my pocket <laughs> uh, yeah baby goose definitely works i i go sean bean but he's probably probably too too done with this bullshit to do it again yeah uh who else i don't know maybe even you could even maybe cast an unknown yeah yeah that would work like I feel like I even think like a Broadway like stage actor oh, might shit. be really good. What about Pattinson? Well, yeah, but he's Batman. Yeah, but what now. if he wasn't? What about Daniel Radcliffe? Oh uh, shit! Oh my god, that works so well. <laughs> I could actually see that. Plus, yeah. you have the magic tie-in. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. There it is. Yeah, there we go. There it is. There it is. I could so see that. Just like haggard, just like over the shit. Just over it. And all he would have to do, Radcliffe would be perfect, because all he would have to do is tap into his, like, what the fuck JK Rowling energy oh, right now. Oh, man, yeah. Just tap into that, and boom, you've got your character right there. Gonna, there it is. I was going to go down the route that he's already a little unhinged. Like, his first big thing after Potter was Equus on Broadway. Uh, yeah, Equus, and then Swiss Army Man. Yeah. Did you ever see that? No, no, Jesus no. Christ. I want to see Guns Akimbo, his most recent. Guns Akimbo? Like, he's making some choices, yeah. man. I, I love Daniel Radcliffe. Let me go on the record. <laughs> he's also in one of my favorite movies of all time, which is a, a, just a normal film, but it's called What If. It's a romantic comedy that I truly, truly enjoy. But, yeah, there you go. There's your Constantine. Yeah, and not only that, he's super tiny, so he's going to make every other... Um, like Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman look huge yeah. by comparison. So I mean, so win, win, win. I mean, Disney. If you if you if you're not careful, you might. Well, yeah, we're throwing. We're, I don't even know who to appeal to on the Warner <laughs> Brothers side because it's a madhouse over there. Nobody knows what's I going think it's on. Still, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. There you go, Dot. Let us know. She seems like the most sensible one, maybe. This I is true. Um, all right, and with that, we're at the end. But before we close up shop, we, of course, have to do our big wheel winner of the week. No. You can pray for love to give you fire. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is the gift that just keeps on giving. <laughs> God, I cannot believe that exists. <laughs> I, I cannot. I cannot believe it exists. Yes, yes, um, yes Mr. Venom, my question for you is, what was the tensile strength of the bow that you were using on Avengers? I'll take my answer off the air. We well, see, I, I love my family. <laughs> I love them so much. <laughs> and that's the thing about acting. People don't know. <laughs> I love them, though. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! All right. Well, as as you know, it's, I really didn't think we'd still be doing this at this point, but here we are. 
Uh, winner, of course, is still the coronavirus. <laughs> They're going to continue to be the big will winner of the week. But, Chris, do you have any other honorable mentions? Anyone? Oh, don't ask you? me. <laughs> oh, boy. Unless you want to edit out some live shit. Don't ask me. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. No, no. Coronavirus is a is a is a fucking stain on humanity. We need to get. <coughs> yeah, it's terrible. Um. Oh, I guess. Yeah, you know what? I don't. <laughs> no, no, no. I got one. I got one. I got one. And it kind okay. of filters down my previous rage. Uh, <laughs> that one dude who went after Tom Morello on Twitter. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite res- res- my favorite response to that dude is like somebody made a meme and it was like lulls to all of the privileged white fucks that listen to Rage Against the Machine in their upstairs bedrooms and I guess they thought it was about their moms or something <laughs> so all the Paul Ryans of the world But, uh, yeah, we're actually, uh, we're going to try, I've been trying to think about how to best um, bring up the issue of the Black Lives Matter movement, of course. Mm. Uh, it's such a prominent thing in America right now, and around the world, and rightfully so. I mean, it's it's long overdue. Um, but I've been trying to think about how we could talk about it, and what I'm trying to do is actually get a, a friend of the show uh, on. He's a he's a cosplayer, uh, pretty famous cosplayer actually. He has a pretty big following online, um, and he's he's um, a cosplayer. He play, he he loves cosplaying as Spider Man and Miles, especially. He's African American. He has thoughts. He has feelings. You know, you and I, we've talked about this before, we are uh, POCs, we're people of color, we're, you know, we're Hispanic. And yes, this, you know, Black Lives Matter does apply, not just, to, it really doesn't just apply to black, it's, it's racial injustice across the board, uh, it doesn't diminish anything else. Um, but at the same time, as many others have, have said and have stated far more eloquently, I think now is the time to try to give voices in that community a stage for them to talk mm. and for us to listen so even though you know even though we are pocs i i don't want to do too much because i i think it's better that if we have that airtime to bring people on that can speak to it where it affects them directly and it's their lives that that are being that they're living in are being affected that way that's my thought um but, uh, yeah, for any of those that were curious that are listening, we do appreciate y'all listening, as always. Uh, appreciate your support. Hit us up on on our email, cbcharacters at gmail.com. Um, hit us up on the Facebook page. Uh, listen to us on Spotify and SoundCloud and Apple Music. Um, but I do want to make it unequivocally clear that we are a, you know, we're pro Black Lives Matter movement. We're a pro LBGTQ plus podcast. Like we're inclusive. We want minority voices and women's voices, and, and uh, we do not like injustice. That's part of why we're comic fans. I think I think on some level, for most people, if you're into comics, it's because you want to live in a world where injustice is not so rampant 
you know. Um, but I want to make it unequivocally clear, clear that that is where we stand, yeah. and, and you know, that is it is what it is. Uh, but we are proud to 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 stand up for those and to to be an ally for those as well. Any other uh, thoughts or words, Chris? I don't want to monopolize everything. No, here. I think it came to a great point. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, until next time, listeners, uh, stay safe. Stay vigilant. We're all in this together. We're going to get through it. Until next time, the Fortress of Potitude is closed. We love you 3,000. See you in a minute. Whatever it takes.